Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am extremely excited tonight as we have the Dark Alternative Hard Rock Transmedia Project September morning coming on in a moment. So, Really excited to interview September tonight. I did a lot of research over the weekend on this band, and they are really interesting because they're more than just a band and music, and we're going to get into tonight about the project they are and really how the music and the band actually was something that um, came out of the project that was developed off of this comic book series, so we're going to talk all about that tonight. So they are one of the many bands that I've had the pleasure to interview. Um, my podcast has been going for, I guess, almost four years now. I've done about 200 interviews. So please support all these bands that created this forum to really bring people on in the entertainment industry and support them and help spread the word and get their names out there. A little bit about myself. Um, my background is I'm a clinical psychologist. That's what my doctorate degree is in. And one of the things I'm really passionate about is interviewing. The other passion I have is with the entertainment industry. I've done some writing for some magazines, and I also um, have an album out as a solo artist. So I really wanted to combine my two passions and create this forum. I personally know how difficult it can be, especially when you're independent and you do everything on your own. So again, this forum is here for the artists. So please check out the podcast. Some of the bands I've had on my show have included From Ashes to New, Starset, Shaman's Harvest, Nonpoint, Otherwise, Art of Dying. I also interview comedians, filmmakers, etc. So although I mentioned I'm a clinical psychologist, um, I do throw out a disclaimer that my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. We are not doing any type of formal therapy um, or assessment, but, you know, we do some, sometimes go over some educational stuff because we do want to provide uh, that type of information for people. If people have questions, the entertainment industry uh, can of course, as we know, have some challenges and uh, interesting aspects to it. And also, I want my guests to feel down to earth to discuss whatever they'd like, but just to keep any specific information, such as names, um, organizations, anonymous, if you do want to share any type of humiliating or embarrassing story. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. If you want to call in tonight, the number is 805-243-1320. And the information is also on the Blog Talk Radio site, so you can go directly there. Um, I do have a chat room open, but because I am a one-person show, I'll do my best to go back and forth if you have any questions that you post there. So let's do a nice introduction for September morning, and then I will bring September on the air. So as I mentioned, it is... A dark alternative hard rock transmedia project is how they describe themselves. They recently released their amazing EP. It's really great. People have to pick this up today. It's titled Volume 1, and it was produced by some amazing producers, uh, Sahaj Takodin of the hard rock band Raw, and I had him on my show uh, probably within the past couple of years. And also Howard Benson is another major um, you know, phenomenon out there in terms of the world of producing. So it's a great album. It features their current hit single, which is uh, heavily played in rotation on radio stations, Eye of the Storm. And uh, they refer to themselves, as I said, as a project. It's not just simply a band. Uh, These guys really are bringing something new and exciting to the table. Uh, The music also uh, was developed out of this storyline for a comic book. It is out right now titled The Murder of Reapers, which can be purchased off of their website. And the band just finished up a tour with Mushroom Head, um, on the Devil's Be Damned tour. So without further ado, let's bring September on.
Hey, September, how are Hi. you? I'm hey, good. welcome. How are you, Carrie? Good, Thank good. You. Thank you so much nice for. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's great to have you. I don't know if you remember. This is kind of funny, and it was. It's been at least a couple of years because I think it was when probably you were working on the first uh, LP, the album you put out. I think we had briefly spoke on my radio site on Facebook about setting up an interview. Oh, really? The timing. Yeah. I'll actually when later tonight I'll, I'll send you a message. I know if it's still there. You had contacted me, and we were like, yeah, we're definitely going to bring you on one day, and at least now we're here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. That's yeah, it is funny. It's a small world, you know, and time, unfortunately, flies. So I want to do, you know, an interesting interview tonight, and, and again, you can kind of guide me to in whatever direction you want to take the interview in, but I really like to get some historical background information, you know, things that people won't read at other places to find out about, you know, who you are as a person as well as how the band comes to form in the project and the comic book and, and all this interesting stuff that you guys are doing. So, you know, start out a little bit, tell me about where did you grow up? Um. Well, I... I left home when I was 12, so um, I kind of, you know, I've been I've been a touring person since I was 12, basically. I, um, okay. I went to a, I went to a performing arts school um, up in Canada, and uh, oh, and I, I that's, that's how I got into music and art and theater and fashion and ballet was a big part of my life there for a while. Um, I was in a, a couple of professional dance companies and stuff like that, so. Um, you know, I have I have a theater background, um, so all the that was, crazy costuming and and stuff that you see on stage and and the storyline and doing all this. I mean, stuff like that comes second nature to me because that's the type of stuff I grew up kind of loving right. and doing. So, and yeah. I was going to ask you about that. That's interesting. And, and again, I don't want to pry by any means, but if you can share a little information, if you feel comfortable, you know, before the age of twelve. You know, where were you living? And tell us a little bit about, you know, maybe what started to inspire you to get into, like you said, the fashion, the modeling, you know, the, the theatrics, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, before before I left, it was it was pretty rough in my house. I don't really want to get into it, but okay, I didn't have okay. Childhood growing up, let's just say that. And um, I, I don't know if I'm you there? I, yeah, I'm there. Sorry about that. Okay, you're cutting out a little bit. Sorry, sorry. Um, I spent a lot of time in New York. Um, my okay. grandparents, yeah, are in Scarsdale, and and um, New York City is a great place for somebody young to kind of grow up because there's so much culture and art in New York, and it's 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 not just the you know just the typical like go to the the MoMA or go to the, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, like, um, stuff like that. There's right. more to it. There's, like, the people are, like, there's artists. There's, like, downtown um, Lower East Side where, like, this crazy performance art happens. And, you know, there's street artists. And, there's you know, it's, it's awesome. And, like, New York's just an awesome cultural experience. And anybody who's anybody that's been there for an extended period of time can definitely tell you that. Um, right. So I think you know I think that's kind of where like okay. my you know my you know my parents like listen to rock music they listen to classical they listen to all types of music but I think that I I was really like I kind of absorbed the culture around me as as a kid and just growing up and being in all these like incredible cities and just learning as much as I could. 
Right, right. So, okay, so at 12 years old, I mean, and that's still, you know, that's that's young to go off on your own. I mean, were you, did you know anyone when you went to this performing arts school in Canada? Like, how did it come to be that you got into this school and decided to do this on your own? I mean, at such a young age. Um, They had auditions. Like, you you had to audition to get into the school. And if you, wow. got, if you got into, yeah, if you got into the audition, you got to go. And we didn't have a lot, a lot of money, but um, they gave me some, somewhat of a scholarship, so that helped, um, you know. And, you know, it's it's like it's like anything in life. It's like it's all about timing, and it was just the right time for me to go. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any friends. I don't know anyone in Canada. I didn't know anyone in Canada. Now I have a lot of people that I know in Canada. But, but right. back then I had no, you know, I had no clue. But um, it was close to New York. I figured, you know, I probably come home. Like, it's not, you know, it's not like it's... Great. And so your grandparents were living in New York? Yeah, I lived with them a lot. Like, I went back and okay. forth from from home with them. You know, okay. Nice. Do you have any, any other siblings in your family that are also, or any other people that are involved in the performing arts or, you know, the entertainment industry? Not really. I mean, my, my family's kind of like not really in the arts at all. And, and okay. it's, it's funny, you know, it's, it's like my dad works for the government. It's like, you know, I mean, it's like stuff like that. But I think that um, my grandfather played violin in his spare time and, you know, and my grandmother like loved the theater and she loved the opera mm-hmm. and the ballet and stuff like that. So, I mean, I grew up with a lot of culture in my household, so I think that's right. what kind of, like, you know, inspired me to go that direction. Very cool. So how many years were you at this performing arts school? So you're, you're age 12, you enter the school, and like you said, this is where you're really, you know, really building your skill set, so to speak. Um, so how many years were yeah, you there for? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, through high school, you know, a couple years, like, mm-hmm. and and I graduated, and um, and it was it was like it was awesome because they had it wasn't just ballet it was like you know art like I learned how to draw I learned how to paint like as much as I could I didn't have the greatest talent for things like that but you know I I love charcoals and and different types of mediums like that so I kind of discovered that part of myself you know I discovered theater I discovered acting you know it was just it was just good times that's awesome. I mean, it sounds like the perfect fit for you, like you're describing with yourself. As a as a kid, were you interested in, like, comic books or things like that? I mean, were you a fan of horror movies? You know, tell us about maybe a little bit of some other interests that might have also made you gravitate towards, you know, again, this theatrics and this performance. Um, I love comic books growing up. Um, okay. I love, you know, I loved anything fantasy realm-based, you know, like anything that mm-hmm. got me out of like where I was in life, like I was all about it, you know, movies, comic books, anything that transported me to a different world. That's, right. that's where I want to be, you know, and I think what that, of, um, um, you know. I'm sorry, and, and what type of comic books that you're talking like comic book heroes or, you know, ones were you into, were there any specific ones? I mean, like Batman was always like a big like comic book for me. Okay, um, cool. That's kind of like, you know, Batman is just kind of like, it's, it's, generic in the sense that everybody knows Batman, but I mean, I was into anime as well, like Vampire Hunter D and Death Note and things like that, you know, I mean, I loved all the Marvel Universe um, and DC Universe characters, um, you know, Top Cow, 
is the comic book company I work with now, and I love the darkness right. um, and jealous. I mean, there's so many great characters that Mark Silvestri has created over the years. Um, it's really he's really quite the exceptional artist. Definitely, definitely. And we're going to get into that because I'm very interested in hearing about you know, the connection that you made with him, et cetera. I think that's really interesting to uh, learn more about. So, okay, so you're about, like, how old are you when you, you, you basically finish high school through this performing arts school? I graduated early at 16, and um, oh, wow. I, yeah, I went into a professional dance company right after that. Um, I've danced with, like, so many dance companies. I've danced with, like, the Royal Ballet, um, the Royal wow. Ballet School in London, um, I, I danced, you know, I danced with Houston Ballet for a bit. I danced with Ballet West for a bit. I mean, there's, like, a lot of different – I danced with San Francisco Ballet for a bit. I danced with a lot of different, like, companies and schools. Um, okay. As, as a formal ballet dancer, you definitely dance with a lot of different schools. Um, it's not just, like, you go to one school and that's it. Because there's so many – I don't know if you know much about ballet, but, like, there's different um, – there's different techniques that you can be like mm-hmm. Laganova or you can be Jacchetti or you can, you know, you can learn like Balanchine. I went to school of American ballet for a summer and I learned how, you know, I learned Balanchine. Um, it's like learning different languages. Um, interesting. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting, uh, interesting, like ballerinas are like ninjas on point. Like this is, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> it's interesting. It's, it's you know, it's really difficult, and it takes a lot of work ethic. And I think that's kind right. of where I got my work ethic is from all that. So. Oh, definitely. Was there any – and I'm, I'm assuming you were touring with these different schools, correct? Is that what you were doing for a period of time? Yeah, yeah, of... You, you, yeah you tour. You do, like, lots of shows in different states right. and countries and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's wow. like touring has kind of been in my blood since I was really little. So it's kind of like – uh, when I got into music, I had to stop dancing because I fell down a flight of marble stairs, and I oh, seriously, no. like, yeah, I was really thin at that time. Like, I was probably around 93 pounds, and I was five, six and a half, and um, wow. I was, like, dev- devastatingly thin, and um, and I broke a lot of bones in my body when I did that, and to heal myself and get back into what I was doing would take over a year. And as a dancer, you know, it's like you peak very, very young when you do stuff right. like that. So, right. um, you know, it's it's kind of, it's, it's you know, it's like a, it's a very hard life. And, um, mm-hmm. and if you miss a year, it's like you've missed 10 years, you know. Wow. And um, body, like, and you, I mean, I think that singers kind of feel this way a little bit too, especially like touring rock musicians. Like, when you get into touring and you start doing it repeatedly and every day in and out, like, you you get a you get a sense of your body and, like, your vocals and, like, everything kind of comes together. And you, you get into this routine and your body gets into this muscle memory that, like, keeps you there. Mm-hmm. And when you stop doing it for a while, you kind of lose that. You know, it's a weird thing. You kind of lose it, you right. know. It's kind of like racehorses when they go um, – and they start racing on, like, thoroughbreds for the track. And if you put a mm-hmm. thoroughbred out to pasture for a year and you try to race it in the right. Kentucky Derby, it's, it's going to fail it's because not, it can't right. – yeah, it's not conditioned. So, you know, it's kind of the same thing. So when I left that stuff and I decided to, you know, do music, I kind of went into pop first 
and um, because I was kind of discovered in New York. Um, I moved back to New York. I was discovered, um, and they put me in a in a pop project, and that did okay. okay. And and there were a lot of problems with the label, and then this and that. The other thing happened, but and real real quick, Emily, just to get a time. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just just to get a timeline. How long ago was this about? When you know how many years approximately? If you don't want to, you know, do age type of stuff. Was it that you left the ballet stuff and then started to get into the music? I mean, I started like I think I left ballet around 18, like, and got into music okay. around that time. Like it's it's you know, and then I've, I've been kind of like in and out of different projects and for a while, and then you know, summer morning kind of. Um, is an interesting project because, you know, vocally I can do a lot of different things with my voice, so it, it allows mm-hmm. me to do that. And then it allows me to draw on, like, pop sensibilities for hooks and things like that, but but it puts them in a harder element and a different realm because of the symbolism and mythology behind the character and the darkness of the right. project and, and the darkness of the music. So I think that's a very interesting thing to talk about is that. Definitely. And just to digress, because I didn't want to interrupt you because you were flowing so nicely with the uh, pop stuff. So like you said, you, you got discovered during this kind of pop project and there was some label discrepancies or things were going on with that. So how long were you in that for before you then started to maybe, and then we'll start getting into, oh. you know, your project now. Oh, God, I don't know. I did that, and then I got, like, a publishing, like, um, deal thing, not deal, but like it was like a publishing, like not a publishing, it was like a, um, what do they call it? When they develop an artist, it was like one of those deals, like it was like these producers okay. wanted to develop me, and then like I had that for a little while, and then I got signed again, and then like it's just like I went in and out of like a lot of different things. Like I don't want to get, it's freaking boring, but like, and it's no, not no, no I find it interesting. No, I find people's oh, journeys God, interesting, I and I stuff. think. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Um, I mean, but, that's what people. I mean, people do like hearing that stuff because it's different. But go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, but like, so be all in all, like, I went through a bunch of like different projects before I found my voice, and I think that you know the interesting part about it is that I learned how to write a song over a period of a couple of years, right? I like, I because I wasn't writing in pop; they were writing everything for me, so. It's okay. like that stopped, and I started to having to, if I wanted to do rock and I wanted to do what I wanted to do, I needed to, like, be able to, like, really finesse writing and, and figure out how to write a song, you know? And mm-hmm. it kind of forced yep. me into having, you know, to do that, which is kind of a good thing, because if I had been, like, this pop princess, I would have never known how to write a really good song. So I think... That, not that I'm the best songwriter on the face of the planet right now, but I, I think I do have chops in that department. Um, Absolutely. For different, you know, in different ways. And I think that, like, I think as a as a real artist in today's market, because I know there's a lot of bands out there that don't even write their own material. And I, think I know, that, that I know. It's, That's, it's yeah, really I... a shame. Um, and I think it's really cool when you find an artist that actually does contribute. Not that I can sit down and write all the music because I'm not proficient like that blinding. So um, that's nice. kind of what I do. Do you do you play yeah. any instruments? I play guitar a bit, but I'm not even going to say I play guitar because I'm the worst okay. guitar player probably on the planet. Um, no, so. I, like, I, love, I love noodling around on the piano for melodies and stuff. That's kind of fun. Um, but I'm not a proficient musician in that way. I really, when I get 
when I get more time on my hands and, and the band kind of gets more into a groove of what we're doing, I'd love to, like, just sit down and really learn an instrument, like, from cool. from A to Z, you know? Because I think that there's something to be said for that, and it'll open up my mind to different ways of thinking about music that I'm not thinking about, like, right now. And it'll definitely right. enhance right. my songwriting. So. Cool. And what, what instrument would that be if you start to do that? Either guitar or piano. Like, those are the two I'm cool. most interested in anyway, and I kind of do stuff with, so, yeah. Very right, cool. All right, well, let's let's do this because I want to fit in at least two songs tonight uh, to, you know, promote the EP that you guys have out right now. So let's talk a little bit about, and then when we come back, we're going to start to talk about the development of your, you know, the comic book and how you meet Mark Silvestri and all that good stuff. But, um, you know, for now, talk about a little bit Eye of the Storm, which is the hit single you guys have out right now, and I've heard it on Sirius XM Radio. It's a great track. Um, so, yeah, tell it me about the What's that? It was on Sirius? Well, wait, there's, there's been something played on Octane. I thought it was Eye of the Storm. Um, no, Eye of the Storm has is never played Children on Octane. Um, Children oh, of Fate is has the... played on Octane, yeah. Oh, okay, then that's so, the one. I apologize. Uh, Eye, of the Storm, Eye of the Storm, we put out a lyric video for it. It's um, a track that we're kind of developing right now, so um, that hasn't been pushed. But Children of Fate is... is <laughs> Um, then you know what? Let's do that because I want to prom- I want to promote the one that's out, and I'll play a second one later. Let's talk about Children of Fate because I do have that one loaded into my um, database. So let's talk about that since that's the one that's the one that is heavily in rotation. Okay. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that song. Yeah. And I know that that's what you call your fans, and I mean, yeah, I was trying to learn your you know your vocabulary, and yeah. you're right, it's like a whole other language. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so tell us about yeah. that. Track. Um. Basically, um, Children of Fate is, is kind of like a call to arms for our fans and, you know, our, you know, family um, to, you know, just kind of take life by the balls and, like, and just remember that you're kind of in charge of your own life. Like, I think that in today's society, mm-hmm. you kind of get pushed around a lot, um, get pushed around in different things, like how we need to dress, how we need to talk, what we need to say, like how cool we need to be, how many selfies we have. Like, I mean, we get pushed around a lot. So it's like, it's more of a car, call to arms just to, for people to like believe in themselves, believe in their individuality, like believe that that's a very important part of everything. And um, I think that, you know, that's pretty much what the song's about, you know? Cool. Yeah, and I, I really, and I was reading that about you guys, and I think that's really cool in terms of, like you said, really trying to get people, you know, to promote their individuality and not just to kind of go along with the crowd. And I think it's a great message that you guys are, you know, putting out there for your fans. Very cool. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to, absolutely, I'm going to put you on hold September, all right? And then when we come back, we will talk more about uh, the comic book series and bands and all that good stuff. Okay? Okay. Okay, everyone, again, the alternative, sorry, dark alternative hard rock transient project, September morning, currently on the show, and September doing a great job with the interview here. So if for some reason you tune in late, the podcast will be available after the show is over to download it. It's available on my site as well as you can get it for free on iTunes. So we're going to check out their hit single, Children of Fate. As we mentioned, it is being played right now on Sirius XM Octane. So check it out. We'll be back in a moment. It comes to us at night with the stream of the sun on my face and the wind at my back. Terrible nightmare. 
life after life, and it comes to us at night, it's a terrible nightmare, life after life after life.
right, everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Oman Show. Again, Children of Fate from September Morning off of their EP Volume 1. It is out right now, so please pick up a copy of it. It is really an amazing EP, and again, it really tells the story of September Morning and, again, the comic book series that we're going to be getting into talking about. So let's bring September back on. All right, great Hello. song, really good stuff. Hello, awesome stuff. Really cool track. Thanks. Very cool. So, and if you want to just um, throw out there while we're talking about the music real quick, you produced this with um, the Hodge, Hodge, the coding from Raw, and also Howard Benson? Um, Howard did this this song. um, So Hodge and I wrote it together, and Howard produced, you know, produced that. And I say Saj, like, co-produced it, basically. Um, And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a fun track. Really cool, yeah, and I mean, they're great. You know, I, I had Sahaj on my show one time a couple of years ago and just really cool interview, and I'm very familiar with Howard Benson and his work, so it's great people you got a chance to work with on this stuff. Really cool, really good job. Yes, Sahaj is very cool. He's um, I've been writing with him for a couple of years now, three and a half years probably, and um, and he's just, he's awesome. So it's, it's really, it's really it's awesome. cool when you find, like, find a writing partner it's really cool to dig in with them and like they know they know how you work you know how they work it's fun it could be a lot of fun to write with them that's really cool how did you meet him um i met him through a mutual friend of ours and you know we just got introduced and um it's so funny children of fate was the first song we ever wrote together um wow uh, very cool yeah three three and a half years ago we wrote that song and it just came out (laughs) it's so funny it's like (laughs) You know, it, it's crazy how long sometimes things take to kind of come to fruition. Right, but sometimes I guess, you know, everything happens for a reason, right? So, but I mean, yeah, so, but yeah. that's great that, like you said, you found a writing partner and someone you can really, you know, you guys can really relate with each other, and that's awesome. I agree that it's, you know, that's challenging sometimes to find someone you just kind of connect with, both musically, personally, et cetera. So, very cool. Yeah. All right, Definitely. so let's start getting into a little bit, talking about when did you come up with this, you know, idea for this transmedia project, this dark project called September Morning, and, you know, give us a little bit of background in terms of, you know, how did you come up with the imagery and the names and the, the vocabulary and all that stuff, and then we'll get into talking about how you reach out to uh, Mark, where I read it was on MySpace, the MySpace phase. Um, so tell us a little yeah, bit about the background. Yeah, that was a long time um, yeah, Mark and I, I'm, I, yeah, that was a long time ago, and, um, I took out six years ago, I reached out to him, and, like, um, I said, I have this weird idea for a project that's not, I, like, I do music, but I don't want to just do a band, I want it to be this character, and it's kind of, like, more theatrical sort of thing, where it's based around this character and her story, and characters in the book also are the band people, and it's just kind of, like, you know, it's like Kiss on steroids or something, you know. Right. Um, it's, it's like this this whole, like, world and imagery. And so we sat down for a couple of years and sketched out, you know, like went back and forth a lot on different storylines and different ways we want to take it and this, this and that and the other thing. And then – Let me just interrupt you really quick, Emily, because I'm curious. You know, you reach out to him on MySpace, and I'm sure this guy, you know, unless, unless you knew him or something, I'm sure he has tons of people – you know, reaching out to him. So how, oh, yeah. you kind of hook this guy? how did you hook him in in terms of, was it just you sent him a private message and he got back to you and expressed interest? How did that work? 
Yeah, I mean, I just kind of gave him a pitch, you know, and and in a in a message, and I was like, "You're the you're the only guy I really think I can work with on this because you're you know Mark Silvestri and you're you create <laughs> strong female characters. Like he's he above anybody in comic books is if you know anything about comic books, like he's the one that creates these strong females that are sexy but intelligent and like." And you know, just ridiculous badass, like you know, and right. and right. this is what I was trying to do is create the strong female character that you know could like look up to. That wasn't like like overtly, ridiculously like here are my boobs in your face sort of thing. It's not it's right. not Lady Death. It's more like you know, it's kind of like a little bit understated, still sexy, but like understated and kind of like you know. You don't, you know, like if you were in a dark alley in a bar fight, like you'd want her on your side, sort of thing. But she's still right. really, you know, provocative and sexy. So, um, he's yeah, he was the one that I reached out to, and and uh, yeah, it worked out. <laughs> That's great. That is just I know, I, and I love hearing stories like that because it's just you know the irony of you know just randomly reaching out to someone, pitching this idea, and you know hoping. You know, unfortunately, most of the time people are no rather than yes, but you were able to hook them in, and that's that's great. I mean, congrats with that. Really yeah. cool. Yeah, it takes so a you million bring on board. and then you finally get that one yes, and, like, that's what it's all about. So, yeah. Yep, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, okay, so you guys start, like you said, you're working on this, this book together, this idea. And where do you get the idea for the storyline? Is this just something that you use in your imagination? I mean, where did you maybe pull it from or get some of your ideas? Yeah, I mean, I've always been obsessed with death and the afterlife and, like, what happens after death. And, and I just had a lot of death around me, like, um, okay. you know, pers- personally. So um, for me, it's like it had to be something about that realm. Um and, you know, I wanted a character, you know, I think, I think sometimes when you fear something a lot, you are obsessed with it. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a weird thing, you know, and like, I, and I think, no, I, absolutely. and it's not maybe, maybe it's not fear that I have for death, but it's more of a respect for it that I, that I carry around with me um, in such high regard. Um, and so I think that for me, it was like, you know, the the character had to come from that angle. So so Mark agreed with me, you know, when I told him my story and, like, he knows a lot about me. And he was like, well, what if she can give people second chances? And I was like, mm-hmm. you mean, like, give them a second chance in another body? And he's like, yeah. What if she could take a soul and swap it out? And I, and I thought that was a really cool idea. And yeah. so I just ran with that. You know, and and I crafted the story. He helped me craft it. We came up with. I was like, well, what if it? What if she had this like weird like Jimmy Cricket sort of thing? And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, like have you, you know? And I said, have you seen those like moth head butterflies? Like, what if she had like one of these on her? And that's how she took the soul. You know, this like this skull fly thing. And like, and mm-hmm. and what if it had its own personality and stuff like that? So. So we started developing that, and then it's just, you know, it's just us feeding off of each other. Like, that's what we do. You know, we're just, we're very, when we get in a room and we start talking, we get very creative, and we just throw things around, and and all this stuff comes out. And it's it's kind of like being in the room with Sahaj when I write. It's like, I'm like, well, what if we did this? Or, like, 
wait, what about this lyric? Or what about this vocal line? And like, and he's like, well, what if we took the guitars and did that? You know, it's like you feed off of each other. And, cool. and yeah. I think that's, you know, that that's when you really know that you have a good team is when you can really do that. And, and, and that's what Mark and I did. And we just developed a story. And after that, I kind of got into the music and tried to, you know, write some stuff. And I hadn't met Taj at that point. It was like a year later that I met him. And, um, and then, you know, we start, I started developing, you know, trying to put together a band and stuff like that. And, um, we went out with Marilyn Manson was our like first ever tour, which was crazy. And That's like, amazing. We really had wow. no idea how to, how to do it. You know, <laughs> it was kind of like we got shot out of a cannon and we weren't really that prepared, <laughs> which was unfortunate, but it was good because, you know, you got to start somewhere. So, um, we did that. And then, then we kind of like, I went a little bit underground with it and kind of like figured out like how I'm really going to do it because, I wanted to, like, really bring the storyline to life more and, and, like, have a lot of dialogue and have, like, this whole thing going on stage and, and really make this world for, you know, our audience. And, um, and that's where Salaj came in and with the music, and that's that's where, you know, my band members nowadays have come in. And I have a guitarist named Rich Juswick. From, he, was, he founded the band Gemini Syndrome, and he, he left that band this past year, and he's He's okay. joined forces with me, and and he um and he's been an amazing contributor to everything. You know, like he does a lot of the stuff. He's very good at the stuff I'm not very good at. And when you find somebody like that, you keep them around because you know you need to surround yourself with. It's like you're building an army, and you need to have the mm-hmm. guy who's the shooter, and you need to have the guy that builds the weapons, and you need to have the guy Absolutely. that like knows <laughs> knows the lineup. And, you know, you know, you need an army, and and you know. Um, what it takes a village, it takes an army. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of how it all came to be. That's great. That's great. I mean, you, you make a lot of really great points in terms of, like you said, really developing a strong, solid team. And, you know, again, people that believe in you, people that, like you said, you can bounce ideas off of and you're not fearful if you say something that they're going to criticize you or knock you down or something like that. And it's, it's really great that you've been able yeah. to surround yourself with those people to, you know, develop this project and get it to the level that, you're, um, you know, you're performing it now. So let's talk a little yeah. bit about, um, let me see what else here in terms of, I definitely want to play another song too. You know, please feel free to, you know, introduce the members that you, of your band that you refer to as Reapers. Is that the term you guys use? Yeah, I mean, they're, like, yeah. I don't know if you know the story of September morning, but September was a human soul and she was taken by this Reaper named Riven. So fate sends okay. Riven down to take her soul, but but Riven falls in love with her and doesn't want to take her and for his last ditch effort to defy fate he ends up giving september his power as a reaper so her soul gets split in half and she becomes this half reaper half human hybrid that is like unseen in our world so far you know and fate um and fate's right hand the dark man as he's called uh doesn't like what Riven does, imprisons Riven, sends all these other other Reapers after September, because September's going around, she doesn't remember her human, you know, her humanity, like how she was okay. before she changed, so she kind of has this weird void of, like, her her memory, but she knows what she has to do, and she knows she has these souls to save, but because she does have that human side of her, she wants to give them a second chance, so she goes around swapping out people's souls, 
and Satan, the dark man, want to corrupt humanity and want to end the world because they just think that it's just going the wrong direction and it needs to start over. So they start, they're trying to take all of the bad souls out of, all of the good souls out of the world and leave all of the bad souls. And September is trying to take all the bad souls that they want her to take and swap them. I mean, all the good souls that they they want her to take and swap them with the bad ones so that she actually does take the bad ones and leave the good ones. So it's kind of like she starts this war against, like, what they want to do. And because okay. she starts this war, you know, the other Reapers come after her and, like, it's just these battles and things like that that happen. And there's all these other supporting characters. There's this girl, Claire, who's, like, a teenage girl who's blind, but she can see Reapers and death but she can't see anything else, you know, in our world. Wow. So she's, you okay. know, so she's, you know, she's like this really cool character and she kind of pals around with September and, um, and this, this, this mystery reaper kind of finds uh, Claire, gives her this book of fate to show September. So September knows what her due process is in this, uh, in this war. So, because Summer's kind of lost in what she's doing. And uh, so they kind of team up together, and that's kind of all the first issue. It's called A Murder of Reapers, and you can get that on our website. Very cool, very cool. No, I mean, it sounds complicated, interesting. Um, Yeah, I mean, really, really talented stuff in terms of you guys coming up with this storyline. And, yeah, it's just it's amazing to see people who can develop this type of stuff. So I'm very impressed, very impressed. So, um. Let's play a second song. Is it okay if we do play Eye of the Storm? Yeah, of course. Of course, it's on the album, yeah, the EP, um, that you can get off of our website as well. Um, so check it out, summermorning.com. Yeah, definitely. And you said you have the lyric video up for that too, so people can check that out. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about Eye of the Storm and maybe give some interesting information, like, you know, where were you when you wrote this song, if you can remember something like that. You know, something interesting in terms of about this, this track. I wrote this song with Mitchell Marlowe. Mitchell, um, this was before Mitchell wrote all of the songs for In This Moment, and, like, he wrote, he's writing stuff for this thing called, called Stitch Apart now. He's writing stuff for, he writes he writes a lot of songs for a lot of different artists. But I sat in the room with Mitchell and wrote this song with him. And okay. um, and and it was, like, it was, this was, like, Scott, I think, three, three years ago, I think we wrote this song. And I wanted to write something that was, um, I don't know, kind of like, like kind of not like a save, save me sort of song. Like I hate those types of songs, but not a preachy song, but something that's mm-hmm. kind of like has a little bit of a story in it. Like she's like, you know, she's kind of like, look, if you feel like devastated, like it's okay because I'm there with you and I can help you with that, you know, sort of thing. Um, right. And that's what the song kind of came from, you know, it's like, it talks about this and the lightness and, and the storm and like, and the eye of the storm is kind of like the, the calm is where you feel calm. Like all this craziness is around you and that's your calm spot. And so I think that we kind of got it. I think we kind of nailed it with it. Yeah. No, this is a great track. I love the song. So, uh, yeah, let's do that. Thank you for sharing that information and I'll put you on hold again, September. We'll check it out and then we'll come back and, you know, talk about uh, some other stuff and what's in store for 2016 and, all right? Yep. Okay, hold on. All right, everyone, again, the hard rock band September Morning. Here is their hit single, Eye of the Storm. Again, it is off of their EP that is out right now, titled Volume 1, so be sure to pick up a copy of it. You can go to septembermorning.com and also get a copy of their comic book that is out tonight, 
out right now. Sorry, it's been a long day. Titled uh, A Murder of Reapers. So here we go with Eye of the Storm, and we'll be back. Welcome back to the Carrie Oman Show, Eye of the Storm by September Morning. Great track off of their album. And as we mentioned, there's also a lyric video, so check that out online. And also pick up a copy of the EP titled Volume 1, which is out now. Welcome back. Really, really great track. I mean, vocals are just, I mean, on everything, phenomenal. Really good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Really great. Really cool. So let's just, let's just go over some you know some other interesting questions that I was interested in. So in terms of getting ready for a show, I mean, like you said, you, you got these these costumes and the outfits and the makeup. How long does it take you to prepare? Um, you know, when you're Three going hours. on stage. Really. Three hours. 
Yep. Wow. It's a oh, three-hour process you... between the the costuming and the you know hair and wigs and eyelashes and makeup and body paint and whatever I have to do. And um, wow. It's yeah. It's it's a it's a process. But you know, it's not. It doesn't really feel like that. It's it, because it's um it's kind of therapeutic in a way doing it every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. It's like. You know, you you get into character. It's kind of like if you were in the theater, if you were doing, you know, or even when I was doing ballet, it would take it would take about three hours to get ready every every night anyway. You know, so it's kind of wow. like it's the same it's the same thing. Like people don't realize how much dancers do and to prepare for a role, or how much you know actors in the theater have to go through to prepare for a role. But it's you know, there's a reason why. Um, it costs so much money to put them on stage, <laughs> you know, because, right, you know right. there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into a theater piece, you know, um, there's a lot of bands that just go up there in t-shirt and jeans and just play their music. And I have, I, I love some of those bands. Some of those bands are my favorite bands, but for me, yeah. it's like, I want this to be an immersive project. It's a transmedia project for a reason. It's supposed to like include all of your senses and um, yeah. Wow. Now, do you do all of your own makeup or, I mean, in the hair and everything, or do you have people, you know, helping you out? Oh, no, I do everything myself. Right. Wow. That's crazy. That's, so like you said, it's therapeutic. You're getting into role, and it's something, you know, you're really looking forward to is putting on a show for all of your fans and et cetera. So um, do you have people designing, too, the, the different outfits? Do you have certain designers you work with? Um, I'm I'm very hands-on in everything. Um, I think I'm a little OCD and, and neurotic about that, but <laughs> um, that's but okay. I, think, I, I can um, relate. Most artists are um, uh, <laughs> that do their own stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I work with a guy named Eric Oswong, who is a creative genius when it comes to leather work. And uh, and I the first costume I made for this band. Um, what I made myself, and I my hands were bleeding, and I was making it out of burlap, and I was sewing it myself, four layers of burlap with a needle, and it was just it was awful. Oh my god! I, I made it. It looked great on stage. It had a it had a different type of feel than what I wear now, and okay. and I didn't want it to have that feel. I wanted it to have the feel I have now, but I didn't know how to do that, so I just did the best that I could. And then when I met Eric, he was like, "Okay, what do you really want this to look like?" And I said, you know, I want to be a warrior for, like, for humanity. And he's like, okay. Well, you know, and we went and we psychologically, like, disemboweled, like, the the whole character and, like, broke it down. And then we looked at Japanese armor and we looked at Native American, um, you know, face painting. And we looked at Chinese um arm wrap wraps and we looked at like you know i mean we just went and we wow. just did research and <laughs> right, then we yeah. came up with this idea that you know she would be she would wear a black costume when she was absorbing the soul and she would wear a white costume when she had you know she had fully absorbed the soul and she was you know the september so like we had this whole thing of the color change but that became really expensive so we ended up just going with the white costume <laughs> um and <laughs> You know, and the white costume is very expensive, but it's really well made. The um, the rendition that we're I'm rocking right now on stage is probably like 
the tenth version that we've done of this outfit. Um, oh, I'm not gosh. gonna lie, it's still a right. work in progress because there's still things to this day that bug the crap out of me about this costume. Right. <laughs> um, and every time I put it on, I'm like, Ugh. you know, every time I look in the mirror, or I look at pictures, I'm like, ah. But it's okay because the 11th version of this costume will be better. And it's like, it's kind of like Iron Man um, or like Superman or anything like that. Their costumes always developed over the years. Right. Like, right. that's kind of what happens with September's costume. It's, it's developing, it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. I can I can relate to the OCD stuff. I can uh, very much empathize with you because it's something that I grapple with too. But again, it's it's that type of stuff that also leads to you being successful and persevering, and you know it's it's finding that that well, balance if, if you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody but a neurotic OCD person like myself <laughs> could actually could actually pull off this this whole like September morning thing because it's just right. it's a manifestation of so much crap that it's like right. to do it is just like there's a lot that goes into it it's not you don't just show up on your tour bus roll out of bed and and play a show no we, not we've already heard from just just right just getting ready is a three-hour ordeal so exactly this is something yeah. you you know really you live you breathe and you eat it so to speak you do yeah but I think that's yeah. that's that's what I like about it, you know. That's what that's what makes it me. So, right. That's what makes it ex- exactly special and something that's right, really important to you, and definitely. So, well, again, I could I could keep you on forever, but I don't want to keep you on all night. But talk a little bit about um, you know, what's coming up in 2016. If you guys have anything that you can share um, that you want to you know um, give to the we're audience. Gonna have- we're gonna have a big we're gonna have a big announcement tomorrow on our Facebook page and Twitter and everything like that. So you guys should tune in for that. Cool. Um, we're Twitter, um, uh, Twitter slash. It's September morning, but we dropped out some of the vowels because they won't allow us to uh, to put them in there because there's too many letters for Twitter. So, so if you look up <laughs> September morning on on Twitter, you'll find us. Um, and then um, it's Facebook.com, of course forward slash uh, September morning. We have a YouTube channel that um, is youtube.com forward slash the September morning. And um, and the website is septembermorning.com, and it's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, like morning, like your morning at death. Right. And, um, right. yeah, you can find all the announcements and stuff for touring and everything that's coming up in 2016 on those pages. And lots new will be announced in the next couple of weeks for us. So you guys should definitely Very stay cool. tuned for that. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's been a pleasure having you. And I would love if you could share the link for the podcast because, you know, it was a really cool interview and you really shared a lot of interesting things about yourself and the band and the project. So that would be great if you could, you know, get that out there to your fans so people can really learn some more about you guys. But um, Yeah, and, and I appreciate you sharing it with yours and um, and – Onwards and upwards. <laughs> definitely, definitely. It's a, it's been a pleasure having you on September, and you're always welcome to come back on the show. So please keep in touch, and in the future, if you have new music coming out, like I said, you're always welcome back on the show. Okay, thank you. Thanks for sharing. Okay, that. absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much, and much continued success to you in the project. Okay, have a good night. Okay, have a great night. Bye. All right, everyone, again, the alternative hard rock band slash transmedia project, September morning, you just heard on this show. Uh, If you're interested in 
learning more about the show, you can follow me on um, Twitter at Carrie Edelman. And if you follow me, I'll follow you back. I'm also on Facebook. So if you want to become a fan of the Carrie Edelman show, just find it on Facebook. That's where you can like the page and you'll see updates for all upcoming artists and other interviews I have. I also love to keep in touch with people. Again, sorry, it's been a really long day. Um, with people on Facebook personally, so you can profile me on Facebook. I do have pers- two personal pages. One of them I think is maxed out right now. So just type in Carrie Edelman, find the one that's not, and uh, definitely send me a friend request. If you tuned in late, the podcast will be available. You can download it for free or stream it um, on my Blog Talk Radio account, or you can go to iTunes where it's also available. So we'll be booking some shows for December uh, to, before we close out the year. And, again, it's just been such a pleasure um, doing this show, supporting all these artists, comedians, filmmakers, et cetera. So please check out the podcast. I do unique interviews for each person. No interviews are going to be the same. And I really put a lot of effort in and do a lot of research and my homework before I uh, bring the, the uh, guests on the air so that I can really create some interesting and unique questions so that you'll, I'll take you on a journey. So thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And, uh Please keep in touch by befriending me, like I said, on social media, and we'll be in touch. Thanks so much. Have a great night.